to the UIAAA Connection podcast. GoFan and VNN are proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection. Now a combined company, GoFan and VNN provide a seamless integration for digital ticketing and athletic websites. Direct your fans to one place for all your athletic events, communications, and tickets to home and away games. Thank you to GoFan and VNN for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection. Welcome back to this week's edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have as our special guest, Sam Rogers, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Mountain Ridge High School. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Hutch. Let's have you begin by sharing with our audience here in Utah and across the nation and the world where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, etc. Well, um, I grew up in the little town of Monticello, Utah, which uh, most people know where Moab is. And Monticello is 55 miles south of Moab. Um, grew up at an elevation of 7,000 feet. So athletically, that gave us a, an advantage. Our lungs developed growing up there. And so anytime we went anywhere else, it was not difficult to uh, play an entire game or wrestle an entire match without getting winded. Um, talk about, uh, well, incidentally, uh, my first job interview, actually my second job interview, this would have been the summer of 1979 i interviewed for the head football job at monticello didn't get it but i did interview there well you're probably better off it's a it's a place <laughs> where people go to um coach a year and move the next time the next year so um it's it's um it's actually a wonderful wonderful town um it was a great place to grow up, and I always thought that I would want to go back there. But um, as I got older, I realized there's really nothing to go back to. Um, I wasn't planning on being in education, and that was really the only way I could have gotten back and and been able to make a living. Um, but it was did you graduate up there? So you were a Buckaroo. You graduated from Monticello High School. I did. Nineteen seventy six. Yes. 1976. So that would have been before I interviewed for the job. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. And I, I, um, I actually, um, stayed and worked for a year before I went to college after graduation. I worked at, uh, um, Rio Algum uranium mine. I was what they call mm -hmm. a top lander. I never had actually had to go into the mine. Um, but it was shift work and it took about, Oh, I don't know, three or four months before I realized, yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not you like school, you're going to school because this isn't something you want to do for the rest of your life. That's fascinating. My wife has uh, has relatives in Monticello. If really? you know if you know any of the Hawkins family, I know there's a few of them down there. They're relatives yeah, I, of my wife, so you get a small world. Yes, I, I knew some of the there was at least one Hawkins family that I know of that lived there when, when I was there. And, and um, so, yeah, yeah, they're probably part of that group. So talk about in a smaller town like Monticello, if you had chances for little league 
uh, sports and those types of things because you being isolated in the southeast part of Utah, not being a huge town, you may not have as many opportunities as, let's say, the kids at Mountain Ridge now have. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. Um, growing up, we had the only little league really was baseball. That's um, the only thing that I can remember that there was ever um, uh, organized little league. Um, otherwise, you waited until you were in seventh grade and then you could uh, um, play football. But in reality, you went out and you practiced for an entire season and there were no other teams that you could travel to and or have come in and, and play so you uh during your seventh and eighth grade years it was it was a full year of just practicing and learning what the game was um uh but it it actually worked out real well so um in a, in a town that small if you try out for a team you're probably making the team mm. Maybe the only exception would have been basketball. I know they usually cut a couple of kids in basketball, but um, if you didn't make it in basketball, then you'd come out for wrestling. Sure. Well, tell us, so you left Monticello to go to school. Where did you attend school, and what made you decide to get into education? Well, um, after I decided to actually go to college, um, I went to Salt Lake City with a, a couple of buddies of mine. We did a a, a campus visit, um, and Marv Hess was the wrestling coach up there. We were looking at um, wrestling there. My my two buddies, um, Ozzy Trujillo and and Kelly Green, were both offered scholarships there. I wasn't, so um, I said, "Well, I'll just go see." visited a couple other colleges. So I happened to go up to uh, Logan and um, just unannounced. I just wanted to go visit the campus. And and the thing is, is when I dropped out of Sardine Canyon and uh, down into that valley, it just felt like home. And I knew before I even hit the college that this is where I wanted to go. Um, but I got up to the campus and went to the athletic um, offices and and ask if the wrestling coach was there. Um, he wasn't. They said he was up at the uh, old main and that he'd be back shortly. I said, well, I'll just I'll just walk up and and walk around campus for a little while. Come back later. Well, I hadn't gotten halfway up the hill and this car comes. I see this car coming and stops by me on the sidewalk and says, "Hey, are you the you the guy that's looking for me? I'm the wrestling coach." I said, "Well, yeah." So they'd call him and let him know that I was there. Um, he took me back to the office and we sat and we talked for a while and and had me fill out some forms, and um, I couldn't believe it. Uh, my jaw dropped to the floor and I just about fell on the floor when he said, "Well." Listen, I can't offer you a full scholarship, but I'll give you a tuition scholarship. And if we and we'll get you on book loan. Um, that was a lot more than I was looking for. I was actually looking for an opportunity to walk on. And, and uh, but he offered that to me. So um <clears throat> I wrestled for Utah State for four years um and enjoyed every minute of it, minute of it. Um uh had some I still have some lifelong friends that I developed from that team as well as my high school team um uh, one of my 
very, very best friends in life uh, was um, our lightest weight, 118-pounder up at Utah State. And him and I are still just as close as can be. So it's been a lifelong friendship. Utah State was a wonderful experience. I I just, it, it to me, it was a big city, but somebody from Salt Lake, you know, that's going back to a small town, but for me, it was a big city and, and, but it was just comfortable. It just felt right. My teammates were family. Uh, it was just everything that, that you could have hoped for. That's excellent. So at Utah State, you decided you wanted to be an educator or you majored in something else and took up education later. How did that work? Yeah, I, I wanted to be in education, but I looked at what it paid and said, well, maybe I'll go make it rich in business instead. Um, one thing I didn't realize is it takes a lot of work to make, get rich in business, but um, I did work in the business world. I, um, got my bachelor's degree in business administration, worked in the business world for, oh, quite a while. Um, I managed, excuse me, one sec, I got to get a drink of water. <laughs> what happens when I talk about my favorite subject, that being <laughs> me, of course. Um, I worked in the business world. I worked briefly for two national companies. And um, if you are from a small town, blue collar worker, uh, blue collar attitude, um, corporations are not the way to go as far as business goes. But I did work for several um, local companies here in Salt Lake City that were family owned loved those jobs the problem is you work for them for a while they have kids that grow up and they've their kids need some place to work so you get pushed out and that's the only problem there and i just was not brave enough to um become an entrepreneur and start something up for myself so um the way that i got into education i was complaining about some job that i had and um my wife got fed up with it one day and just said, look, you know, you wanted to be in education. You know, you want to be a teacher and a coach. Why don't you just go back and, and get your certification and teach? And I said, well, because, and I couldn't think of one single reason why I shouldn't do that. So um, a few days later, um, I had done a little research uh, in the meantime, and, and um, University of Phoenix looked like something I wanted to um, check out. So I went to, I went there, and um, I was just planning on checking out their master's program, or their teacher certification, and I was told, well, you might as well get your master's because it's only a, a couple of hundred dollars in a class or two more. So I walked out of there. Excuse me again. I walked out of their building um, and got to my car, opened the door and says, oh my criminy, what did I just do? I'm signed up for a master's program. So um, I, with no intention, I going there, that's what I walked out with. Took about 
um, I think it was only like a 12-month course. Had my master's degree. I was certified as a teacher. Uh, did my student teaching at West Jordan High School, um, which, oddly enough, my um, all four of my kids graduated from West Jordan. Um, but I, I got an interview at Riverton High School. It was my first interview. Went in, did not think that I interviewed very well, but I did get a call in a couple of days uh, with a job offer. So um, I taught it at Riverton High for 12 years in business and marketing. And um, I was also the deck advisor for about 10 years while there. Loved all of that. But then when Mountain Ridge was opening, I thought, well, you know, I want to try and I'm going to go interview and see if I can become the CTE coordinator. So I went and interviewed. And uh, a couple of days later, the principal, Mike Cochiever, called me and says, hey, look, um, they've got somebody else that I'm going to put at CTE coordinator. And I said, oh, OK, well, I, I appreciate that you interviewed me. And he says, now, wait a minute. He said, um, have you ever thought about um being an athletic director and i said well yeah i've thought about it i've just never taken any steps to get there and he said well i want you to interview for that position too he says i can't promise you anything because i've got some good candidates but i'd like to interview for it so i went in and inter interviewed for for uh this position and the interview only lasted maybe 15 minutes and so i called my wife says yeah i don't think i'm getting it and I, the interview was so short. I just don't think it's it's going to work. But when I did get the call from um, from Mike and and he said, "Hey, look, I'm going to offer you this job." He said, um, "I your your first, your second interview was pretty short because I learned pretty much everything I needed to learn in that first interview." So he offered me the job, and uh, I was happy and excited to take it. I just didn't know quite yet what I was getting into. Mm. And it probably didn't hurt that uh, you knew him as from your days at West Jordan as an administrator. That's, that's true. He um, at the time my kids were going through there, um, the whole time they were going through there, he was the vice principal. But I did know him um, fairly well from from that time. But, yeah, he's a he's a great administrator. I've got a great administrative team here at, at Mountain Ridge, too. Let's have you share with our audience some of the mentors and great leaders you've had in your life that have made a difference. Um, well, of course, my parents, my parents didn't know the first thing about athletics. They didn't know anything about any sport. They just didn't have any interest in it. They would come and watch me and I've got three brothers and three sisters, but um, they weren't really involved too much with um with athletics but uh, so i was the first one to go through that that was they'd come and watch me and support me didn't really know what was going on but they were happy to be there and happy to support me so um the one thing that i learned from my parents was hard work we were anything but well off uh as i was growing up um but uh, if you wanted to know what a day's work looked like, you just go watch my dad uh, and my mom. Uh, just amazing the things that they could do and, and achieve um, 
as unskilled laborers. Um, so I, I did learn hard work from them, um, and it helped. Did that did help me in my athletic career. Um, the next one that I would look at would be my high school coach, um, Joe Davis, who is a Hall of Fame coach here in Utah. Uh, just an amazing man. He was like a second father uh, to me um, and really to, to everybody that ever went through his program. When you went through that program, you knew that um, you weren't getting lip service. You knew that you were loved and, and that everything that he did was for your good and for your improvement. Um, I mentioned before that the high elevation of, of Monticello, um, not only were, were we um, used to that thin air, uh, we also worked so hard that it was um, as, as being able to get through an athletic event, uh, it was no problem whenever we went anywhere because it was so, um, we were in such good shape. Uh, still love that man uh, like nothing else. Um, the next one would be Bob Carlson, who is my college coach at Utah State. Uh, just, uh, again, he was, um, he was a different personality. But he also um, had a way of of letting you know that um, you were important to him in his life, and he wasn't just about the athletics. Uh, and it was it was it was an honor to wrestle for him also, and to be a part of part of his teams. Um, Those were probably the biggest influences in my life. Um, Coach Davis was the reason I wanted to be an educator um, because I could see from my own experience the the difference that he that a, a teacher can make in your life. I did have many very good teachers, even in that tiny little town uh, growing up. Some great teachers that also influenced me. But um, I think my parents... Uh, Joe Davis and, and Bob Carlson had the biggest effects on me. Thanks for sharing that. Let me ask you this personal question, Sam. What's your biggest failure or disappointment in life, and what did you learn from it? Oh. You know, I knew that was going to be one of the questions, and I've been thinking about it, and that's that's a tough, tough question. I have so many failures. Um, but I think in my life, um, I've always expected to be perfect at everything. Uh, and I'm so far from it in, in everything. Um, I think what what my, my biggest disappointment is, I feel like... Um, within my um within my family within my job that there are things that i don't do good enough and i disappoint people i just don't like to disappoint people and that's probably what i would consider my biggest failure but what i am learning from it and it takes i'm a slow learner so it takes me time i i learn to understand that i can't please everybody all the time 
um, or even part of the time in some instances. But um, I'm learning to accept that failure is a part of growth. All right, let me go back and ask you this question about being an athletic administrator. How has the job changed just in the short time that you've been the AD at uh, at Mountain Ridge? Wow. Um, when I first got into the job and, and of course, my first year, um, my first year was kind of tough, actually, because I was a half-time ad, um, administrator and a half-time teacher. And so it was kind of a a bad year for both. I just didn't feel like I was I was good at either. But when I look back and the things that I was doing then as to what I'm doing now, it just feels like there is so much more expectation from every angle and for everything that is being done. Um, new sports being added, um, trying to find space in the facility, trying to accommodate uh, everyone in the limited space in the facility. That's what is um, I'm finding is becoming the the hardest thing, the most difficult thing to be able to do. And it didn't seem like it was that difficult just four short years ago. Let's have you talk for a moment about the process of opening a new school because you were the first AD, the only AD at Mount Ridge. It's only been there, as you said, four years. Talk about some of the rewards and the challenges of going to a new school. Um, some some of my personal biggest challenges was learning the the learning curve of all of the software that that you're required to use. Um, had I had to learn Huddle. I had to learn, um, uh, gosh, my mind just went blank. Arbiter had to learn um, VNN and, and at the- Register uh, my athlete, all that. Register kind of my athlete. Oh yeah. Uh, big learning curves on all of those. So that, that in itself was difficult, but um, Getting all of the the coaches in in the positions that we needed was was very difficult. Although, um, very that was really rewarding because we had some of the best of the best coming and and um, uh, you know putting in their their uh, their job offers to us and and um, so we we have a fantastic coaching staff. Um, some of the other challenges was just getting into the school. That was one of the hardest things that we we could do. It took forever just to get a name for the school. And the construction, of course, was behind um, and over budget. So they were um, cutting, cutting the budget, cutting some things from the school that, um, in hindsight, they should have just found the money to do it, but um, <laughs> that's that's how it goes, you know. It's if you got to cut money, you cut money, and um, um, just uh, that first year, getting getting the the uh, students in the school was very difficult, especially on the athletic side, um, where 
you're splitting a school or in some cases two and try and get all of those students into your school and making sure that uh, on the athletic side, making sure that they are in your boundaries and, and that the transfers, those that aren't are getting the transfers in properly. And um, it was a real challenge. Um, the school, I've heard of schools that were not finished when the day school started, ours, for the most part, was there were some uh, a few finish up things that that uh, we had construction workers running around for three or four months after we opened, but just small stuff. So we weren't um, we weren't inconvenienced in in that way. Um, but overall, um, difficult, uh, rewarding experience. Um, that I don't think I'd want to go through again. Well said. Let's talk for a moment about the UIAAA, the state organization here in Utah. Talk about how you became involved. And then a second part of that question is your certification and uh, the importance of being certified as an AD. All right. Um, for for me to be, to get involved, um, not having been a head coach before I'd, I'd coached for 15 years wrestling and football but i hadn't been part of uh, i'd never done anything with the ad side of it so um i had not heard of the ui triple a however um the administration told me that first thing that hey you need to get involved with ui triple a and and um start looking at maybe being certified get being uh uh you know a certified administrator uh and i so i i just kind of looked into it and um because of that i've been to uh all of the uh the the, the conferences the the state conferences i've been to uh just the i've been to the denver national conference i'm going to orlando this year um and I'm trying to be organized enough that I can start getting involved in a deeper way with UIAAA and, and be on uh, some of the committees and things like that. Getting a little little resistance from administration, but um, I think I'm going to have him convinced that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be able to take at least one position. You tell Mike that, uh, that I okayed it and that he owes me. Come from you, Hutch, you'll say, oh, okay. <laughs> and let's have you talk then about your decision to become a CAA and how important it is for ADs to be certified. Yeah, um, as soon as I became an AD and learned about UIAAA, it, it just made sense to become certified because of um, uh, the, the LTIs uh, um, are just – the learning modules are, are amazing. You learn so much from them. And I just started taking a few of those. And then I said, well, this makes sense. And it, um, it became my goal from that first year to be become a, a, a CAA. And um, having that designation gives a, a person as an, admin, an athletic administrator, it gives them credibility. Um, 
yes, it's letters behind your name and that's always cool, but it actually gives you knowledge, working knowledge that you use every day in your job uh, in order to get through all of um, the everything that, a, that an 80 has to do. Um, plus, being certified, it gives that um, like I mentioned before, it does give that credibility to the position and to the individual so that um, in dealing with with the public, you now have um, you are now looked looked at as a professional in that position. Excellent. Let's have you talk about a myth of being an athletic director that you'd like to debunk that the general public doesn't quite understand how tough your job is. Um, in dealing with this area around here, they seem to think I'm a, I'm a professional sports spectator <laughs> and um, I'm sure everybody goes through that, but that's to me, it's, it's just um, crazy how many people think that that's really what your job is just just to be there and watch sports they don't have any clue of all the behind the scenes stuff that that you're uh responsible for and and you know not only taking care of athletes um advocating for coaches even um taking care of the the officials when they come to your uh school and making sure that they're comfortable and taken care of now that's that's very well said. That's I, I know that's a common answer to people that I've asked before, but it's amazing the amount of people just think that, oh yeah, you just show up and go to games and everything else takes care of itself. So I'm glad you brought that up. What's the favorite part of your job, Sam? The favorite part of my job is um, believe it or not, it's those um difficult um transfers or getting kids um, able to get into the school and and to be able to um, be eligible for the varsity sport. Now, of course, there's, there are always those occasions that you run into a, a kid that they're going to be sub-varsity no matter what. But um, if it's just because of some logistics with with um, with documents or things like that, helping them to get through that, that's really one of the most satisfying things that I do, because then you get um, you get a parent that actually appreciates what what your job is and what you are doing. And um, hopefully they spread the word that, yeah, we aren't just spectators. Sam, I'm going to ask you for your two suggestions for a brand new director of athletics. In order for them to be successful, what would your two suggestions be for that new AD? Uh, my first suggestion is network, network, network. Do not be afraid to uh, call other ADs and, and not just somebody you know. Call people you don't know and ask them how they handle this situation or that situation, ask for advice, ask for help getting through uh, situations. Um, uh, and not only the other ADs, 
use the UHSAA. I can't tell you. I've been in this four years, and I still call up there and uh, talk with with Kurt or or uh, Rob or Jeff or, or or Brennan, one of them, just about every day. I would say at least three to four times a week. I'm giving a call and talking to somebody up there, um, just to get advice or help with with a situation. And um, the second one would be. Uh, work on that CAA. Get to work on it first thing. Um, take take the courses. Um, I, I know that uh, the legal courses scare people out of the job, <laughs> but it's so important to be to be aware of that. Um, and getting that CAA is a uh, personal um, sense of satisfaction of of accomplishment. Um, because it's really not that much easier than getting a college degree. Um, the And you learn a lot more useful stuff than you do when you're getting a general college degree. Those would be my two suggestions. Thank you. We'll finish up with this. Sam, what question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? Ah. Uh, Much I I can't come up with one for that. You do a thorough job uh, with with this podcast, uh, and and I appreciate I appreciate getting them uh, each uh, each month and biweekly. It seems like sometimes, but or bi monthly, I should say. No, it's uh, every week. It's every Friday. It is every week. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I just lose track, but um, it's it's amazing what you can learn from other people and their experiences, but, um, uh, it's, it, it's been a, a great run these four years. I've got a few more years in me before I retire. Um, but, uh, I, I look forward to everything that I'm going to be learning between now and then. And, uh, uh, a huge thank you to you for the job that you've done as, as uh, UIAAA executive director and, and for everybody that works with you. Um, I, I know you're not retiring for, uh, a, almost a year still, but, uh, I want you to know how much I appreciate you and everything that you've done for me and for the organization. Well, thank you for your kind words on that note. We'll wrap up this edition of the UI AAA Connection. Again, our guest today has been Sam Rogers, Certified Athletic Administrator, the Director of Athletics at Mountain Ridge High School. Thanks for being on the podcast, Sam. My pleasure. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection.